Thank you so much for choosing to listen to the Refuge podcast today. At Refuge, we believe all people matter to God. Now here's an inspiring message from one of our leaders or pastors that will help you grow in your relationship with God. Today we're going to talk about water baptism and then we're going to actually perform water baptism right here in the sanctuary. And I believe that's significant because we're really honoring God we're honoring the Lord Jesus Christ and the command that he came, gave, which is so explicit and clear in the scripture. And I believe it's important for us to take time to teach from a biblical vantage point on this subject. Because so many times in Christianity, we do things, we're just going through the motions when we're doing these things. And, and so we, we don't always understand why we do what we do. But I believe we need to know the why of what we do when we do these things in the, in the, with Christianity, such as being water baptized or you know, communion, what are all those things? And so this morning we're going to learn a little bit about water baptism. Well, I believe baptism is an outward sign of the grace that we have received from God. And, and at Refuge, we believe in, in marking and celebrating spiritual milestones in the lives of people. And one of those milestones is water baptism because a person is making that commitment to say, I have decided to follow Jesus. And that's a commitment that they don't plan on turning back. And as a public testimony, it's a statement of their faith in obedience to what we see in the Scripture. I believe the most significant milestone that anyone can reach is the decision to appeal to God for His grace and to begin a new life in Jesus Christ. And I believe baptism is a way of marking this very important decision as followers of Christ that we make. And so uh, we want you to be informed from what the Word of God says. And I have a scripture I want to direct you to. We see in Hebrews actually chapter 6 verses 1 and 2. When we understand the meaning of baptism, and I think there's some confusion on this subject because uh, there's more than one type of baptism that we actually see in the scripture. But let's look at Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrines of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. Now, I'm going to Pause just a little bit there before we pray. Now we see a list of things here. These are the foundational principles or the doctrines or the teachings of the church. And these are elementary from the Apostle Paul as he begins this discourse and talking about this. But we see, if you notice there in verse 2, it says the doctrine of baptisms. It's plural, not singular implying that there's more than one type of baptism. And water baptism is one of a number of baptisms we actually can see in the Scripture. So let's take a moment and pray as as we share God's Word with you this morning. Heavenly Father, we honor you. And we're so thankful for the privilege to be participating in what you've ordained for the church. We thank you for those that are being baptized today as a public testimony of their faith. We ask, Father, that your spirit would move upon us and upon our hearts, that we can be encouraged, built up, and challenged 
to continue in our walk with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, now baptism, uh, as I kind of, you know, already gave the implication, is it's a broad subject. And there's more than one aspect to it. And according to Hebrews 6, 2, one of these foundational principles is called the doctrines of baptisms. And the plural signifies that there's more than one type and that we see discussed in the Bible, God's Word. Baptism is de- defined as the process of immersion. If we want to look at it from a mere definition standpoint, submersion or dipping. So those are all words that describe the action of baptism. And there are three baptisms, baptisms if I can say it, baptisms, okay, say it with me, help me out here, that are most significant that we see in the Scripture. There's the baptism into the body of Christ, which occurs when the moment a person gives their heart to Christ. They surrender and make Jesus the Lord of their life. They are baptized literally into the body of Christ. They become part of the family of God. That's a spiritual baptism that occurs. But then there's water baptism, which is the outward sign displaying what God has done internally in our hearts. And that's what we're going to display here today. And then there's baptism, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, where we're filled and empowered and ignited with the Spirit of God so that we can accomplish His will in this earth to reach this generation. And so I have three important things we need to know about water baptism. Okay, you ready for this for you note-takers? Number one, it's an act of obedience. It's an act of obedience. Uh, We see, if you can turn there to Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, uh, Jesus commands his followers to be baptized because Jesus himself commanded it. How many of you think that all Christians ought to be baptized? And we see this, and let's read it, starting at verse 19 in Matthew 28. It says, Go therefore... And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of this age, to the end of the age. So there we see Jesus' direct command for disciples, for followers of Christ, for his disciples to baptize new believers as they make profession of their faith. Now, as people follow, follow the Lord in water baptism, they're following through on the steps of discipleship that I believe lead to further obedience. I've often said that one step of obedience leads to further obedience. One step of disobedience leads to further disobedience. And so I believe this helps us in our journey with God. And and another thing that I believe very strongly about is every time we obey God, there's a blessing involved. When we obey his word, there's a blessing that comes into our life. And, And not that we're all about wanting to be blessed, but it's understanding that God wants to bless you. He wants to bless us in a very significant way. And, and the word blessing means to be enriched. It's God's way of, of showing and demonstrating and displaying his love in our life. Now, when we are water baptized, we're following the example that Jesus himself set. You see, Jesus, he gave us an example of how we're to live our life. 
And he too was baptized to give us an example. We see this in Luke chapter 3, verses 21 and 22. And let me read that for you. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I'm well pleased. You know, I really believe today that when these candidates are going to be water baptized, the heavens will be open. And God's going to affirm his pleasure over these people and their decision. See, that's a real thing. And, and I'm excited about that and, and just to be a part of doing this. I have to tell you, the first time I ever baptized someone, I was not, I was not a pastor. I was not a minister. I was in Waikiki, Hawaii. Waikiki Beach. Is that how you pronounce that? I'm, I'm, it's been a long time since I've been there, so they might have changed the name. I don't think so. But a number of believers, and we were there for a convention, and so we were attending this convention, and there's this one, uh, there were, he's actually an airline pilot. He flew a DC-10. He got saved in one of the meetings, committed his life to Christ. And so he was with some other believers there and said, you need to be baptized. And we were sitting out on the beach, and, and for whatever reason, I don't know if people had a sense or maybe a little bit of prophetic edge where they thought I'd one day be a pastor. They, they kind of came up to me and said, hey, can you baptize this man? He just got saved. And I said, well, I've never done this before, but I, I know what the Bible says about it. So there in Waikiki Beach, we baptized a pilot of a DC-10 airline. You know, and and what, what a blessing because it was interesting because this the presence of God that came over that, that place in that moment. You could feel and experience the presence of God. And, and that man was just so blessed. And you could see the, the joy and the peace upon his, upon his face. It just he radiated with it. So that was my first experience. But now over the years, I've done it many times. But every time I do it, there's something so significant about it. Number two, another thing we can see, what we need to know about Water baptism, it's a public declaration. It's a public declaration. See, it's it's an initial testimony about faith in Jesus Christ. In water baptism, the believer is immersed in water as a testimony of his new faith and obedience to God. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, we see this displayed in Jesus making this statement. He said, therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him will I also confess before my Father who is in heaven. So we're confessing before men, and that's, Jesus will confess us before his very Father, his own Father. That's pretty awesome. In the New Living Translation, it reads a little different. It says, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? I believe it's so important for a new believer to become public with their faith. It really is. See, many people remain uh, silent or secret in their faith, and they never really fulfill God's plan for their life. Water baptism is an open public profession that Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life. It really is. Number three, water baptism, what we need, something that's important to know about it, it's a symbol of your new life as a follower of Jesus Christ. 
It's a symbol of your new life as a follower of Jesus Christ. I want to direct you to Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. And the scripture here reads, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? And all of us deal with sin issues, but we don't have to continue in sin. Notice verse 2, by no means, how can we who died to sin still live in it? Now notice verse 3, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. What a powerful passage. See, this is a passage about our identity with Jesus. And water baptism is symbolic of us identifying with Jesus in his death, in his burial, and in his resurrection. And that's significant for us to understand. Because when we come up out of the water, that represents rising up and new life in Christ Jesus. The old things are gone, the scripture says. All things become new in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. So what transpires is we raise up in newness of life to live out this life in resurrection power so that we have the, the presence of God in us to conquer fear, to conquer sin, to conquer temptation, to conquer all the attempts of the enemy that would destroy our life. And so it's a very significant thing. Now, I also want to bring the allegory or the analogy that baptism is a symbol of covenant and commitment, much like a wedding ring. You know, I wear a wedding ring, and this is a symbol that I'm married to this amazing woman that's sitting on the front row right here. It's a symbol of our commitment that we made together, and, and it represents that. So when a couple marries, they exchange rings. The rings are a symbol to others of their commitment to one another. And like the wedding ring, baptism is a symbol which testifies before God and man the promise and covenant that a person has made in his heart with Jesus Christ. It really is. Now, at the same time, baptism is, is more than just a symbol. It's an identification of our life with Jesus' death, with his burial, and with his resurrection. It's a physical sermon. See, it's a physical sermon. As, as you're laid down in the water, you are testifying that you died to your old self. And as you're brought up, you're testifying that you've been raised up in newness of life by the power of Jesus' resurrection. And so through submersion in water, we symbolically speak of the death, the burial of our old way of living and rising up out of the water to live our life in Christ. See, water baptism symbolizes the washing away of sins. Many times people have testified that after they've been water baptized, they felt cleansed, so clean, so pure, so, you know, just that cleansing impact upon their life became so real. Now, uh, the worship team is going to lead us in worship as those that are being baptized will take their place. And so let's stand together. Our theme for this morning's water baptism is raised to life. And, and we want to be careful, and I need to make this statement. We want to be careful not to offend others who hold infant baptism sacred in their minds. However, infant baptism 
does not really appear in the scriptures. In every scriptural case, repentance and believing on Jesus are prerequisites for water baptism. Thank you so much for listening to The Refuge Podcast. To find out more information about who we are and to listen to more inspirational messages, you can visit us online at wearerefuge.net.